Welcome to Entrepreneur Life. Um, it's going to be a very, very... Oh, hold on, shit, I did that wrong. Paul's going to shout at me. Welcome to Entrepreneur Life with me, Joel Campbell, and I am an entrepreneur. You'd have thought after this many episodes, I'd be getting it right. Um, today is going to be a very, very different episode because... I've got three parcels in front of me, um, and this is something that I've just recently purchased, which I've been negotiating now for about 13 months um, for various different reasons, but some of that has predominantly been around cost, about the items, about what it is and stuff like that, but also just around what we're going to do with it, how it's going to be looked after and stuff like that and a few other bits and pieces. But what I've done is I've actually purchased um, what currently is called the Foreman Collection, um, although that name will change. And effectively, this is a number of different items all relating to dark tourism, all relating to executions, all relating to um, different things inside that world. So I thought what I would do is I would actually do a vlog where I open it all, show you guys what I've purchased, show you what we've got here, um, and basically go through the whole thing. So that's exactly what I'm going to do. Um, I have managed to grab the stuff from downstairs, which is all of the museum item bits and pieces to be able to open it properly and carefully, because as you can see, it's all fragile. And pretty much every single thing in here is irreplaceable. Um, in the sense of they are unique, they are one-offs, and I'm going to struggle to get into it. So I want to be super careful, and this is going to sound a little over the top, I admit, but I do want to be really, really careful about how we actually open all of this, because it is documents, and I want to get through, and basically I'm just going to go through and check that everything we ordered or everything we agreed to buy is actually here um, and the condition is exactly as it should be. Now this is, once I compile this along with the other items that we own both in the businesses and in the um, uh, museum side and the items that I own personally, this is going to give us one of the largest death, death execution I guess memorabilia items or museum items pretty much anywhere um, so we will have a very comprehensive collection of different items and I've actually wrote Kieran back in with me as well that you can see behind me no you can't he's behind there is that filming all right I assume Kieran yeah. I've left him with it oh it's double packed it's like a pass the parcel so and I don't know exactly I did speak to the guys that packed it so they have given me some information about what they packed where and how it was all done. But I just want to make sure that we unpack it neatly and carefully. Okay. And again, I don't quite know exactly. Here we go, we're starting a little bit serious now. If I'm quiet, it's because I'm concentrating. Okay, I don't know how they've put it into binders. I think that's out. That's out, that's out. So there is an awful lot of stuff in here relating to Mr. Pierpoint we can see here now these are just copies of the photos and such so these are just photocopies but I believe there's a more of an original underneath hey Lauren I knew you couldn't resist this eh? 
Lauren has arrived because she knows I've got some really cool stuff in here. Just being super careful. Don't hurt myself. Yeah. Shank. Like, so. I'm not sure anybody else is going to get quite as excited as we are about this. I was just saying how this will make us, this will become one of the larger collections. And they put it into a folder for us, which is quite cool. And I'm just going to open them both up. Paul's going to sit here editing this with like, oh my God, I'm so excited. Or Joel, this is the worst vlog you've ever done. And I watch you talk about mugs for an hour. Um, okay. So I think I'm going to be okay because they put it into folders. So, oh, they've put the list in for me and everything. So, Harry Robinson documents. So, Harry Robinson, just check where he is. So, he was a hangman's assistant. So, we've got original photos. We've got the letters, basically. So, we've got eight official documents and unique, finely detailed. I'll come into that in a second, but there's something else of Harry in here. Um, uh, but I've got all the different letters, basically. So, this is a letter um, from... Please address any reply to the governor. So this is from the governor, with reference to my letter dated the 20th of March, 1958, and the above inmate's appeal was dismissed by the Court of Criminal Appeal on the 21st of April, 1958. I have been notified by the undersheriff that Tuesday, the 6th of May, 1958, at 9 a.m. has been fixed for the execution of the inmate. I enclosed, please find railway warrant to enable you to make the journey from your home to the establishment and return. Should there be a, res a respite, you will be notified immediately and in such event you will be given enough, um, you, please be good enough to return the warrant for me, uh, for, to me for cancellation. So these are basically the letters from the governor asking this guy to come and do the execution. I'm not sure I would say cool, but it is cool. It is cool. I know exactly what you're saying. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, and there's a few of these in here. So there's a few different ones in here. This is one from 1960. Um, so these are all really cool. And Kieran, if you have a look at these, you can see like these are all the original prints and stuff. And a number of them are signed by different governors still in wet ink. So these are really cool. They are really cool. Um, <laughs> Wow, this is about the execution dates. And this one here, so this is for John Rogers. I don't know what's been cut out. I'd be really interested to find out what's been cut out of there. I guess it's the address. Um, but again, this is from the governor uh, from HM Prison. Um, so I am, direct, uh, I am directed to invite you to attend at the above prison as assistant at the executioner of the above named man. You will be notified of the date in due course. Enclosed are two forms, memorandum of conditions to which any person's acting as assistant executioner is required to conform. If you are able, um, if you're able to attend, will you please sign one form where indicating return to me, retaining the other. I shall, uh, also I shall be obliged, ob, obligated, ob, obliged, oh my God. I shall be, cheers mate. I shall be obliged if you will inform me how you intend to travel to Bristol by rail or road. So that's obviously where they've cut the prison name and the prisoner name out. Um, but these are quite cool. So that's uh, there. And then we've got Thomas Howard. So I think these are reprieved letters. 
Um, so these are basically saying that Thomas Howard was, um, this is to Albert Pierpoint. So this is to Albert Pierpoint um, to say, I've informed that you have been selected as second assistant, uh, second assistant executioner in the above named case. The date for carry of the sentence has been provisionally fixed for Thursday, December 1932 at 8 a.m. If a prisoner appeals, however, the sentence is re um, respited, 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 um, you'll be informed at once, respite. Um, please inform me of post if you're willing to accept the service. And again, signed by governor. Look, it's got the original letter with the stamps. Look at that, that's cool, eh? That is cool. That's from Pierpoint in the sense of like, obviously it went to him, yeah. it's been collected from there. Um, so there's a prisoner appeal. So this is confirming that a prisoner made an appeal. And again, it's got the letter for it. Um, and then it's saying that the execution will now be carried out on the 15th of December. Um, and again, it's got the envelope, which I think is really cool that we've got that. Um, and then it's to inform him, to inform Pierpoint that, that the sentence of death has been... What's that word there, Lauren? See, it's not easy, is it? Do you know what I mean? I think it's respited. Basically, none of us can read. Um, basically, he was reprieved. Um, so therefore, his services will now not be required. Imagine reading that as an execution. It's executioner. Your services are therefore now not be required. Oh, look, there's, cool, there's an original photo, or there's a copy of a photo of Albert Pierpoint, and I'm guessing that must be his uncle. I wonder if this is Alfred Pierpoint, actually, rather than... No, it's Albert, Thomas and Albert, so it was them. Okay, and then we move on to Richard Hetherington, and there's loads of stuff like this in here. So, Paul, you might want to skip through some of these bits, but I need to go through and just check they're already here. So this is a guy, again, another prisoner. This is again to Albert Pierpoint about asking him to come and do an execution. Mate, look at that right in. That's pretty groovy, isn't it? Um, but the postman was like, what? Again, this is, this is taking place. Look at that. That's a telegram. Well, I don't think he lives there anymore, Lauren. Wow. Um, there's a telegram for the execution. Oh, look at this. This is a remittance, I reckon. For the governor to Mr. Pierpoint, I, hear I remit here within the sum of 3-3. I have to figure out the settlement of this enclosed action. Please receipt and return the letter to me at your earliest convenience. That's quite groovy. And we on to Horace Wigan. There's going to be one in here that Lauren is just going to go, oh my God, in a second, because I don't know if she knows that I actually bought it or not. So again, these are more um, execution letters and then more reprieve. Because some of this writing. I beg to inform you that the above named has been... That must be reprieved. Reprieved, because yeah. then services therefore will not be required. Look at some of these stamps on the Majesty's service. This is Ernest Robert Hill. So this is again asking Pierpoint to be the assistant executioner. He did quite a lot of assistant execution before he, back in the day, before he did them all, most of them himself. So that's another one. And here's all the actual printout documents of how much he gets paid and stuff. A memorandum of conditions to which any person acting as an assistant executioner is required to conform. Then we've got Joseph Meyer. So again, he's going through the same process. We've got quite a few of these. 
in different prisons across the country that have been collected over the years, most of which relate to Pierpoint. Um, and again, look, you signed, look, there's Pierpoint's signature right there in wet ink. That's cool. Agreeing to be an assistant executioner. That is pretty grieving. Oh, I don't even know how to say this. Rogero de Maglahes. I can't do it. I can't even pronounce it. I'm not even going to try. A Portuguese spy. That's cool. So this guy, due to be executed under Treachery Act in 1940, but he was reprieved in 43. So the High Sheriff of the County of London has fixed Tuesday the 20th at 9am at Pentonville Prison for the execution of the above-named convict, now under sentence of death at Wormwood Scrubs. Please return to post if you can carry out execution. Imagine this. Please let me know by return of post if you can carry out execution. If so, be in attendance at Pentonville Prison on Monday the 19th, shortly before 4pm, in order to test the apparatus. Stamps and dress for the envelope. PTO. How crazy is that? Please let me know by letter if you can come and kill someone. <laughs> like... Oh, we'll have to get this out at some point and have a look. Um, and then this person saying the fixed Pentaville has lodged an appeal, so there's the appeal letter. Like and then, secret at the top. It does say secret. secret. Well, it's because he's a spy. Like granted writing. Look at that. Telegrams again. And then here it is to confirm that he's been given his respite. Reprieved. Thomas Michael. So this is conviction quashed. So this guy was sentenced to death and then had his conviction quashed. Lucky that came in in time. Okay, let me just check that I'm in the right place now. So Ronald Headley. So this is another execution retrieval, worm of scrubs. Everything so far is exactly as it said it would be. Capital case, so this is really good. These are going to look so good in the museum. Look at this Corporation of London. And acting sheriffs, your obedient servant. <laughs> These are really good. Oh, look at that telegram. Imagine the person receiving that and having to stamp it out and then send it. Mm -hmm. Neville George Cleverly Heath. There's another memorandum of execution. Again, another Pierpoint one. I mean, most of everything we have here is Pierpoint, so it's going to be a hell of a Pierpoint museum. Oh, we're getting close to the one that you're going to really like, Lauren, that's going to kick in for us. Oh, look at this. 1947, this one. I do like them when they're written like really neatly, but obviously these are much easier to read. <laughs> yeah. um, so death sentence, Peter Lawrence Hugh, with Hugh Withers. It's amazing how Pierpoint kept all of these letters and all these because he was the one that kept them all, and obviously they've been they've been passed through and purchased and acquired at different points, and now we've bought them. Um, uh, Renee Duffy. 
So again, referring to our telephone conversation with Miss Pierpoint this morning, <laughs> we write to confirm that Thursday the 7th of April has been fixed as the provisional date for the execution and sentence of death passed on Renee Duffy at, um, at a Manchester Assise yesterday. That's crazy. That's literally like I spoke to your wife on the phone. Yeah, I spoke to your wife on the phone. Can you? <laughs> Please bring some sandwiches. <laughs> Lunch is not provided. Um, this is interesting because it said Mr. T.W. So this would have been Thomas Pierpoint, and they've just changed it to an A. They've crossed it out and put an A in. That's, cool. That's interesting. Um, but yeah, you can see his address and everything from where it was posted. And again, an appeal, and he's been reprieved. So there's a fair few reprieves. Right, Lauren, John George Haig. <laughs> She's trying to figure out who he is. I know who um, he is. He's the acid bath murderer. The reason why um, John George Haig, the acid bath murderer, is quite an important one for us is because we run an educational program, Education Behind Bars, um, and there are numerous different um, criminals and case studies and such that we use in that um, program. And John George Haig is one of those because he was, um, it was, it was in Bath, funny enough, I know he's called the Bath Murderer, but um, uh, so it was in Bath and it relates basically to Shakhtar Mallet Prison, which is where he was held for a while and also where they were supposed to do the execution, I believe, um, but he was held there for a while. So this is William John Davis and John George Haig. So um, this is, dear sir, this is to Albert Pierpoint. I'm enclosing here within my cheque in your favour for £10 being the balance of your fees in respect of each of the above cases. I am extremely sorry for the delay in sending you this cheque, but, um, but I have been on my holiday <laughs> and owing to the pressure of immediate work prior to my leaving the office, omitted to leave instructions for it to be sent to you. I should be glad if you will kindly let me um, have a separate receipt to cover your fees and travelling expenses in each of these cases as the receipts have, um, the receipts have to be submitted to the Treasury. So again, this is to say that each, and that was £10 altogether, so it was £5 each for the execution. Um, and there's the declaration from the sheriff. Judgment of death uh, was this day executed on John George Haig of His Majesty's Prison of Wandsworth in our presence, dated the 10th um, of August 1949, Sheriff Sussex Justice of Peace, the governor of prison, chaplain of the prison. That's what looks like more of a photocopy, so not wet signatures. Um, and there it is at Wandsworth. That was actually his execution. The people outside, and the notice went up. So that's quite good because it has a lovely connection to what we what we do. Um, let me just see what I'm up to. I think I'm up to 16. And we're up to Derek William Bentley. So again, another prisoner was executed or was went through for execution. I think he was um, at Wandsworth. Another memorandum of execution. And Peter Thorpe of Liverpool. Under sentence of death, again, all through to Pierpoint. Oh, there he is again, look, there's another original in there of, that's been filed in the wrong way. Let's refile it, let's look. But there's another one of Pierpoint. What's going on there? It's an oddball, isn't it? Is that a 
It's gone odd. It's been miss. <laughs> the holes don't align up to the rest of them. Like, what's going on? Um, I'm excited about my next two boxes. This is, this is the one. So this is the Ruth Ellis information. So this is Ruth Ellis, the Foreman Archives. So um, stamps and specimens. So there's Ruth Ellis, which is the newspaper cuttings, the newspaper clippings, memorandum of conditions of execution. And then in here, so this is a letter and check from a taxpayer to Albert Pierpoint not to hang Ruth Ellis. Have you got the gloves there, mate? You've got us a pair of gloves. So... Basically, as the story goes, they did not get Joel-sized gloves. Um, as the story goes, I'm just going to try and move this over ever so slightly so we can read it, so not covering each other. A member of the public wrote Pierpoint a letter. So, to Mr. Pierpoint, um, public hangman, sir, please accept this £10, oh, £90, sorry, as payment from me, a taxpayer, for not murdering Ruth Ellis in my name. I understand that you accept 15 pounds every time you kill. Therefore, I shall be grateful if you will let this payment stand also for your next five victims. You may regard the 90 pounds as a six day week's wage in lieu of notice. Do not fear for your future. Many of us um, value a woman's life at more than 15 pieces of paper and you shall not want. I am yours truly, Hilda Grant. What does this say? Something that we value a man's life, oh, something, something, that we value a man's life more than 90 pounds. I wonder what that is. And there it is, there's the check. Look at that. 11th of July, 1955. This this is a letter from, Al, uh, from Ruth Ellis's sister, um, which we will need to get out because I, I'm a bit concerned about how pressed it's going to get. But I know the contents of the letter because I've seen photocopies of it. Basically, the letter is from Ruth Ellis's sister, and it is saying to, is to Albert Pierpoint, and it is basically saying that she doesn't blame him for the execution. So I'm not going to read it now, but this is literally written by her sister. And like I say, it goes through to say that she doesn't hold him in any um, ill favour or anything along those lines. And thank you for taking, um, uh, for being so kind, I believe. Yeah, so it starts off, Dear Mr. Pierpoint, thank you so much for replying to my letter. I honestly thought you would not. Also, once again, thank you so much for the information. I wanted to know so much... Um, I don't know what that says, and maybe, and for saying that, I feel so much better. I really did have such awful thoughts, and thoughts oh, about her death. I am gonna read it clearly. Um, because Ruth and I were such devoted sisters, and it seems now, as the years go by, she, by she's what's I say nearer to me nearer to me than ever and how much I miss her I do indeed know that I do indeed know how the press 
came to be so cruel. I don't know how the press came to be so cruel and mixed up. I can assure you this was this will go no further than I assure you this will go no further and no once and no one will read your oh and no one will read your letters. Uh oh <laughs> no we haven't got his letters. Um, Oh, actually, I think we do. We'll come on to that. Um, and no one will read your letters. Um, I would like to believe me, and so when I say to you, I think that I do understand your feelings, and from the bottom of my heart, I do feel bitter. Uh, from the bottom of my heart, I don't feel bitterness towards you, and I can't read that. You know what it says? And never have, never have, I don't know if that is, never have I felt, never have, and I feel sure Ruth did not. You say that you do, um, you say that you do visit London now and again, so perhaps we could meet one day soon. I do hope you enjoy your stay in Spain. I sincerely hope that the weather is much better than here. <laughs> Clearly, it's <laughs> like it's UK. Um, thanking you once again, sincerely yours, Muriel. Oh, I can't see it. Jackie Bates. I can't see it. Can't see it on the print. Um, P.S. The name of. It's a fascinating letter. Imagine that that somebody executes your sister and you write a letter telling them that you don't hold any remorse or any ill repute. We have to get those out to make sure that doesn't get weighed down and doesn't get spread. Um, and then I believe there's another one here. Um, so there's another letter here from Ruth Ellis's sister, um, which I'm not sure if it was the original one or the follow-up. Um, and obviously there's the envelope. It would be fascinating to try and find the originals that Pierpoint sent the other way. Um, Here's the next batch. So much stuff. Um, so this is all about William Bullock um, and the murder that he did. And then again, reduced change to manslaughter and stuff like that. This is all of those. I know you do know this guy, yeah, yeah, yeah you do. Yeah, we Shropshire. Um, and there's a few more. There's 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 a few more prisoners. He lives next door to why? There's a few more prisoners, again, all the same sort of stuff, Pierpoint, all the different letters of execution, asking him to come and do executions. This will be an interesting one to get out because it's slightly bigger in that sense and the envelope's padded. Um, Raymond Russell, look at all these telegrams. That was in writing, so this is another reprieve. All newspaper clippings. Frank Griffin. Yeah, he was. So, and again, Pierpoint did it. So that would have been in 1950. So that would have been in the room pretty much below us. Yeah. So he was executed here in Shrewsbury Prison. Oh, look, under Sheriff Office, Shrewsbury, 1951. Close a cheque for £6.50. And then Harry Huxley, who was also executed in Shrewsbury. So he's another of the seven that was executed downstairs in that room. Um, and again, it's just all the information and all the letters to Pierpoint about him. 
And then we've got Donald Neil Simon, who's another prisoner who was executed at Shrewsbury. So these are all Shrewsbury prisoners. Um, again, executed here. Accused of shooting wife and friend. Um, so we'll obviously put all this out. So this is going to make an amazing museum exhibit when it goes out. Got to really spend some time thinking about this, Lauren, in terms of the displays. Then Desmond Donald Hooper. It's because we've got pictures of him downstairs, haven't we? He's in the, is he in the execution room. So we've already got a load of stuff up about Dennis Hooper. Yeah. So, and again, this is from the Sheriff of Shrewsbury, 1953, to Pierpoint for the executions. And the Under Sheriff's Office letters. And there it is, his memorandum of conditions of execution for Pierpoint. The price is £7.10. This is obviously going up. So there's a huge amount of documents that we now have there to go through. My God. It is, it is a little stressful. Uh, it's a DVD. <laughs> it is not Debbie Does Dallas. No, it's Hangman's Tales. Nice. Execution up here point. So I wonder if this actually... What's the top? Oh, I... Yeah, that one can go. which one this is. Oh my god. I feel like I'm not qualified for this. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Any idea what it is yet, Kieran? No, I'm not sure. Okay. I do feel like I'm totally unqualified for this. There's going to be people not watching this that will be like, this is not how you open things. Now, all of these items are absolute one-offs, so completely irreplaceable. And therefore, I'm not sure if you can actually put a price to them. I mean, we did. We put a price to them, obviously. Any idea where we're at yet, Kieran? Um, something heavy. This, it is something heavy. All right, I'm going. I'm going to get... Because that box has a mask, and that almost looks like a metal, some ceramic mask. No. That's not what's in, is it? Of who? Of, um, who have we just been talking about? Pinky Pierce, Pierce. Pierpoint. There is two. What's wrong, that is? It's a death mask, mate. Have you seen a death mask before? No. You must have been to museums. Where were you educated? I'm at Manager Museum. Where were you? I was going to say it. Oh no, we made them at school. <laughs> so, this. Yeah, mate, it's a death mask. And it's in bronze as well, so it's super heavy. When you have a death mask from the most well-known executioner ever, you want to make sure you also have his hands. God, they're really small. I, th I was just I, thinking, huh? I spent a drink in my coffee this morning. Didn't expect my day to feel like this. 
They are absolutely fascinating. And I can say with all honesty that this is going to be one of the best days I've ever had in this job. Because we spend so much time talking about PeerPoint and all the things that he does and did and all the executions and stuff like that. And there is our PeerPoint's death mask and hands in bronze. Actually, I think I've just lied to you. I, was, I, I think I'm wrong. I think that's Harry Robinson. I think Pierpoint's in here. Because what we have got is we've got Albert Pierpoint's death mask and hands, and we've got Harry Robinson's death mask and hands. And I'm finding it hard to tell but to me, that looks like Harry Robinson. Oh, no. These are Harry Robinson. That is Pierpoint. That is Pierpoint. He's just got such small hands, like you say. In carbonite. <laughs> But that is, I just think, absolutely fascinating. And they are going to make such good museum pieces. These have been, so these were collected by a guy, by a guy who was a very well-renowned uh, collector of, um, I guess, death, capital punishment, execution memorabilia, and such like that. And these have been literally in storage for 15, 20 years, something like that. And they've never seen the light of day of an actual museum. Can you, because I've got a feeling they've put this into a, into a into, look how old that tub is. Take it out. Cheers. It's like an ice cream tub. No, it does. It is an old ice cream tub. So interesting. Do you know what? It kind of, it kind of is. Yeah. So this is Harry Robinson's. See his hands are relatively bigger. They are fascinating, look at that. And they're literally stamped with proof of what they are, who they are, look at those. This is where Liz tells me off for touching them without having gloves on. Mm -hmm. But then at the same time, they're, they're bronze casts. So I don't know, again, I feel like I'm underqualified for this job. <laughs> like. These have been in storage for so many years. Look at that. I know, I know, this is really impressive. Chuck some pair of gloves with you, Lauren, because I just, I don't want to get in trouble. What's the old one? Look at the fingernails, like. They are fascinating in that sense of like. Look at pair points. That one's gone inside out, I think. This is where Liz tells me off. She's like, you can't do that. 
Florence, give me a new glove, please, mate. Yeah, cheers. Look at this one. Look. That's cool. A pair point. Again, look at the veins. I don't know why I just really did think his hands were going to be bigger. Do you know what? I didn't even think about it. I didn't, I, that never occurred to me as kind of like how big his hands would be. You said if you guess what's in the box, I don't think I would have been. <laughs> 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 the last thing that would have been in my mind. Death mask, my friend. Yes. Head in a box. Yeah. Oh, it's when you look at it like that, it is freaky. Remove said box, please, Laura Watkins. So I don't believe this is in bronze. So this one, we're going to have to be oh, really, still really careful. Look at that. The knife out of the way. Oh my God. That's Harry Robinson. I see, if I'd opened that, I'd have been able to tell you that's not Pierpoint. But yeah, so Harry Robinson. This one, yeah. it's also, you're gonna to have to be so careful with it because these ones obviously we need to be super careful with, don't get me wrong. But the difference is, if you look at this one, because this is in bronze, this is obviously there was a casting done and obviously it's been made and put together of his actual face, like I say, the death mask. You'll see you've got the interiors, which is so almost just as fascinating as the outside. When you look at the outside, you can see all of the lines, obviously, on his forehead and such like that. His, you know, his eyes are closed and such like that. He's actually got really big cheeks in that it's sense. Really but look in the back, you obviously have the insert of the nose, the dimples, the cheeks, mm. the whole sides of it and all, literally all the veins and stuff. So it's actually quite, I would say, fascinating. It's one of those pieces that almost needs to be able to be seen from the front and the back. Um, he does, you're right, actually, John Lauren. I would agree with you. I think that is a look of, yeah, somebody at peace for sure. His hands, like I say, it's just, Graham is going to be like, boom. But this, like you say, is... Very different and so heavy. It's really, it's quite heavy. And on the back, obviously, it's 2002, this was put together, that one. It looks things where it was labeled. And obviously it's picked up a bit of dirt. I have no idea how we're gonna look after that, how we're gonna take care of it, and all those kind of things, which is why we obviously have other people. It know these things better than me, but look at it, like even just into the throat, it's like the detail of it is so incredible. He looks less peaceful. <laughs> he looks less peaceful. <laughs> so yeah, so that is basically the archive collection that we've bought. Um, it does mean that we are uh, one of the larger um, holders of deaf 
memorabilia, collections, like things associated with the death penalty, with capital punishment and such like that. And I believe we are the only people to have hands and death mask of Harry Robinson. And these are the only bronze versions of Pierpoint's death mask. Somewhere, and I believe it sold at auction a couple of years ago, there is the original mold, because obviously that was done off a mold in the sense. Um, but I think these are the only ones in existence, which makes me even more nervous about handling them. Um, and obviously all the letters and everything like that. And once we put that together with the Bible that's downstairs, with the letters of um, pardon. pardon, and also some other bits and pieces down there, and the transportation letters, and then some of the stuff that we have in the museum at Shepton, I think makes us the largest, one of the larger collectors, like I say. Um, but these items haven't seen the light of day for decades and have never been in public view. So I guess your next job is to figure out the museum side of it. I've done my job, I bought them. Um, so now I'm gonna go through the big job of wrapping it all back up, putting it all away, um, and, and basically putting it back into storage, I hate to say, um, because we've got another, we still haven't got the environmental control sorted out properly, so none of this can go out at the moment. Um, but we do now have it, it will now um, go out. Uh, my next call once I've done this is to the insurers, um, just, to, just to confirm that everything's covered as it should be. Um, and yeah, uh, it's, it's, I think, quite an interesting collection and something we can then add to. Job, I know, cheers, man. It's such a random episode of Entrepreneur Life today. Um, so this has been Entrepreneur Life with me, Joel Campbell. Even Lauren joined me. Kieran's here. Um, uh, I hope you've enjoyed it. And um, yeah, as Jenna always says, like, share and subscribe. <laughs> cool. Um, that's it. And I'll catch you next time. Laters.